The Carolina Panthers have four major issues that they need to figure out on the offensive line this offseason, and one of them is at center. Is it time to draft a center? We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the offseason, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get your questions in for this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Price Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all in lowercase locked on NFL. NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It is Super Bowl week over in Las Vegas, but we're focused on the Carolina Panthers offseason as the Panthers have finalized their deal for Dave Canales as their head coach, Dan Morgan as their president of football operations and general manager, and Brant Tillis as their executive vice president of football operations handling the salary cap and contracts moving forward. He is my main player right now as Carolina Panthers are about a month and a half away from the new league year starting here in the NFL. And they have some decisions to make as far as what they're going to do with some contracts, but especially what they're going to do on the offensive line as we continue our series of fixing the Carolina Panthers offensive line this offseason. Already talked about Ike Aquanu and the left tackle problem. I'm going to put that in quotes here on YouTube. If you believe there is a problem, and last year the way he played certainly was problematic for the Carolina Panthers, and trying to figure out where to go forward can also be problematic. Had that episode a couple weeks ago on yesterday's show. Talked about Taylor Moten, who has a $29 million cap hit, along with Austin Corbett, has a $10 million cap hit, fifth highest cap hit on the team, back-to-back knee surgeries, Is he someone that is going to be here in Carolina this upcoming season? The complications with both those deals and trying to retain those players, but also open up some money so the Carolina Panthers can go out there and potentially bring in some other players to pair along with them on the offensive line. And one of those positions potentially could be at the center as the third issue I see here in Carolina. There's four big issues. The Ike Aquano issue, what to do with Taylor Moten and Austin Corbett's contracts, and what to do at center. Is it time to draft a center? The Carolina Panthers have not done that since 2007 when they drafted Ryan Khalil out of USC in the second round, 59th overall. Is this the year the Carolina Panthers decide that enough of the free agents, let's go out there, get a player in college, invest in him, and have that continuity at center for the next 10-plus years? That would be my thought, but we'll see whether that will be the case, and we'll discuss it here on today's show. Now, looking at Bradley Bozeman, and his 2023 season. Bradley Bozeman is somebody who I felt like in the 2022 offseason, heading to that season, could it be the most one of the most important players for the Carolina Panthers, just knowing that the Panthers struggled at center with Matt Paradis, Pat Elfline. He was still in Carolina, but he was not 
seen as the top option for the coaching staff and for a lot of people out there observing the team. Now, Elfline won the job at a camp primarily because Bradley Bozeman had an ankle injury, but once Elfline went out with a season-ending hip injury, Bozeman took over the Panthers with Steve Wilkes as their interim head coach, went to a downhill rushing attack, and he was excellent for them, which led me to believe last offseason that he was one of the priority free agents, if not the priority free agent for the Carolina Panthers, and they signed him to a three-year deal, really a two-year deal as the out in his contract is not until next offseason, and I was elated by that. But watching Bozeman this past season, the Trench Mafia, he partnered with 704 Shop for those t-shirts. They were not much of a Trench Mafia at all as there was a litany of injuries, and Bozeman did not play well considering the circumstances that he had to step into week in and week out here in Carolina. And it's disappointing for a player who I felt was an important player. I think a lot of people felt like was an important player, a player who played at a high level the year prior, at least considering what the Carolina Panthers have been dealing with the last couple of years since Ryan Khalil left Carolina and at the center position where they've had some lacking play and players have not been able to stay healthy. Bozeman has stayed healthy once he's been out there on the field for the Panthers. I felt good about him. I felt good about the offensive line as a whole. There's a reason why we're talking about how to fix the offensive line because players like Bradley Bozeman did not play well enough in 2023. He played 1,148 snaps. That was third among centers in the NFL. So durability is not a question when it comes to Bradley Bozeman. He was penalized five times. He allowed eight sacks according to Pro Football Focus. That was the most sacks allowed by any offensive lineman in the NFL. Sorry, any center in the NFL. So eight sacks allowed the most among centers in the National Football League in 2023. He allowed 32 pressures, which was fifth most among centers in the NFL as well. Looking at his pro football focus grades, he graded out 62.2 overall, ranking 21st among 36 qualifying centers. If you look at, no, actually, we'll hold on, hold off on that. He was 48.9 uh, pass blocking grade. That was 29th out of 36 centers, 67.5 run blocking grade, 18th out of 36 centers. And if you want to look at players who played a ton of snaps, guys who played at least 80% of the snaps this past season, Bozeman was 16th out of 20 centers with his overall grade. He was 18th out of 20 in his pass blocking grade, and he was 13th out of 20 in his run blocking grade. So among the centers that played the bulk of the snaps in the NFL this season, he was in the bottom, mm, let's see, quarter, the bottom fourth of all those of those players this past season did not have a great year. Compare his season to 2023, or 2022 rather, his grade was a 63.1. That was above the 62.2 we had overall. Still not necessarily the best, but much better. His uh, run, his pass blocking grade was a 53.3 compared to a 48.9. His run blocking grade was a 67.3 compared to a 67.5. 680 snaps played, four penalties, two sacks allowed. Basically, according to Pro Football Focus, in those numbers, was the exact same player, but the guard situation around him was stable. As you recall, and as I've said, and many people have said ad nauseum at this point in time, the Carolina Panthers played seven different left guards, eight different right guards this past season. Continuity is so important on the offensive line. Looking at the 2021 season where the Carolina Panthers were throwing out guys like John Miller, Pat Elfline, Cam Irving, Dennis Daly, not the most talented bunch, but having to start 
13 out of 17 games, a different offensive line combination, that is not going to lead to success. If they had continuity, they would have played better. They would not have been a good unit, but they would have been a much better unit than what we saw in 2021. Then in 2022, when you saw Bozeman play all those snaps after Elfline went down, and you saw Moten play all the snaps all season long, same thing with Corbett until he went down with the ACL in Week 18. Christensen was the same way until he went down with the broken leg in Week 18. Ike Aquanu, he had continuity. He had two different starting combinations. You saw this past season, I don't even know the number of starting combinations, but I know the amount of combinations the Panthers had at guard, and it, it was a lot. If you have that kind of issue, especially for someone playing center, where communication is key, like He's a central part of the communication, him and Bryce Young, calling out protections. When you have someone different on your right and on your left every single week, it's going to be hard for you to play well. But what the Carolina Panthers needed out of Bradley Bozeman was to be an anchor. Like what we saw with Taylor Moten this past season, he was an anchor out there at right tackle, only allowing one sack all season long. Iki Aquanu was not that at left tackle, having to play next to seven different left guards. Bradley Bozeman, his situation far more complicated with the amount of change next to him at the guard spots. He was not able to elevate his play and elevate the guys around him and help the Carolina Panthers win games this past season. So he was responsible for eight of the 62 sacks that were allowed on Bryce Young this season. Now, not all those were on the offensive line, but he gave up eight sacks this past season, the most among centers in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. That is a situation that is not tenable moving forward if that's how he's going to play. The overall grade, the pass blocking grade, the run blocking grade, all look the same, comparatively speaking, from 2022 and looking at 2023, but this past season clearly was not Bradley Bozeman's best, and you have to wonder if it's time to move on from him and bring in a younger player. So who could some of the younger prospects be when looking at the center position in the upcoming 2020-24 draft? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Score football season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail and more all your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on doordash then get ready to watch your team win and on sunday i know where i'm gonna be going with doordash gonna be getting some hot thorns pizza and take it over to my super bowl party cannot wait and encourage all of y'all to use doordash this upcoming sunday for super bowl sunday Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Prize picks, y'all, is the most fun you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season, which concludes this weekend. You just select two or more players pick more or less on the projected stats and place your entry with basketball season here you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues for example you can take lebron james plus travis kelsey at a 10 and a half combo three pointers made plus receptions price picks is really simple to play you can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds it's that easy y'all quick withdrawals easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make price picks the number one game Daily fantasy sports app. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. 
and use code Locked On NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com slash Locked On NFL and use code Locked On NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. I believe it may be time for the Carolina Panthers to look at investing in the center position via the 2024 draft. Bradley Bozeman, according to Pro Football Focus, was basically the same player he was in 2022 and in 2023. But looking at the two seasons in 2022, he gave up two sacks. Last year, he gave up eight sacks. And in 2022, he was able to help pave the way for a smash mouth running game the Carolina Panthers had. This past year, he admitted that he was not a fit to the zone blocking scheme that Thomas Brown, Frank Reich cultivated in their offense that was among the worst offenses in the NFL. And one has to wonder, okay, if you get back to being more downhill running next season, if that's what Dave Canales wants to do, is that a better fit for Bradley Bozeman and his skill set? Because clearly what he was running last year in this offense did not fit him. And it's unfortunate the coaching staff looked at the offensive line that they had and did not understand their strengths and weaknesses to the point where Ike Iquanu, he struggled all season long. Thomas Brown admitted that he should have given him more help. Bradley Bozeman openly, as I just mentioned, he said he wasn't comfortable in his own blocking scheme. You would wonder, you just would think that they would go out there and try to fit the scheme to the players that they have instead of trying to fit players into their scheme if the players don't even fit in the scheme. So we'll move on. Dave Canales is now here in Carolina, and I'm still wondering if it's time for the Carolina Panthers to draft a center this offseason. Now, the Carolina Panthers, if they wanted to move on from Bradley Bozeman, looking at spot track, the place for contracts, they could get rid of him pre-June 1, either release or trade. Dead cap hit would be $3.2 million. They would be able to save $4.3 million against the salary cap. If they wanted to wait till post-June 1, they would split the dead cap, be 1.6 in 24, 1.6 in 25. Then they would save even $6 million against the salary cap. That is an option. They can get some money back if they want to let Bradley Bozeman go in free agency and have him go some other place, whether it's cutting him or it's trading him. There may be some value there for Bradley Bozeman on the open market, considering he is somebody who has experience as a starting center here in Carolina and in Baltimore, and also can play guard. Or you could keep him as a mentor to a rookie who you draft to be your center, and then pass the reins whenever it's time. Or you could have him just be a backup center or guard like he started off being here in Carolina in 2022 when Pat Elfline was a starter before that hip injury. But let's look at a couple of the top center options in the upcoming 2024 draft. And I know you're probably laughing, Julian. You're sitting here talking about the draft in February. Well, it's a part of the series of how to fix the offensive line. And one of those avenues is to look at at the draft. Now, Mel Kiper Jr., he has his top 10 draft-eligible centers that he has, and he has Graham Barton, number one, out of Duke. And Graham Barton actually played tackle at Duke. But Mel Kiper Jr., much like you saw Ike Aquanu, he sees him as an interior offensive lineman. He has Graham Barton as the number one rated center. Pro Football Focus on their big board has him as a number 45 rated overall player in the draft. Jackson Powers Johnson is his number two ranked center out of Oregon. Probably the best center in this draft, PFF has him number 22 on their big board. He was the number one rated center, according to Pro Football Focus, in 2023. He was number four in 2022. An outstanding player. You look at his PFF grades. It's not just he's number one overall in his overall rating. He's also number one in pass block. It was like, I think, actually, he was number two in pass blocking. It was number one in run blocking. That is somebody that the Carolina Panthers absolutely would love to have. The problem is... 
right there looks like he's going to be a first-round pick. Now at 33, could he be there? If some teams decide that they're not looking for an interior offensive lineman, typically you're looking for some tackles. Are you looking for a center in the first round? It, it could happen. So Graham Barton, number one. Jackson Powers Johnson, number two. Zach Frazier out of West Virginia. He is number three uh, for Mel Kuyper Jr. Pro Football Focus has him as a number 41 player on their big board. He was rated in 2022, according to Pro Football, Pro Football Focus, as a number seven center in college. Cedric Van Praan from Georgia is a number four rated center by Mel Kuyper Jr., Pro Football Focus on their big board has him rated as the 114th player last fall at UGA. He was the number eighth rated center in the in college football. The number five, Matt Lee, out of Miami, was at UCF and transferred to Miami. He's not listed for whatever reason on the PFF big board, which is kind of crazy. He was a number six rated center in college football this past season, according to Pro Football Focus. He was number three in the country with his pass blocking grade. Watched plenty of Miami games this past season. He was excellent. If you watched the game where Miami didn't kneel the ball and lost to Georgia Tech, he was the guy uh, on the sideline who was in tears saying, what the F are we doing? Like That is a guy who clearly cares, but that's also a very good player. Graham Barton, Jackson Powers Johnson, Zach Frazier, Cedric Van Praan, Matt Lee. Like I watch more of Barton and Powers Johnson, Van Praan, and Lee than ever Frazier. I, the, only, I don't, the only West Virginia game I watched was a Tar Heel Bowl game. Now I'm not even sure if that guy even played in the game knowing how guys like to opt out nowadays. You give me one of those guys either in the first round, in the, well, second round of 33, or in the third round of 65, I'm feeling pretty good about the Carolina Panthers possibly moving forward with a center who could be here for a very long time. Now, Mel Kiefer Jr. also has Tanner Bartoloni from Wisconsin, Drake Nugent from Michigan, who actually was a top 10 rated center the last two seasons in college. Bo Limmer from Arkansas, Dylan McMahon from NC State. That's an offensive line that struggled this past season. Kingsley Egacon from uh, Florida probably got his name wrong. Those are the guys that rounded out his top 10. I just think if Barton's there, if any of these guys are on that board, you have to think long and hard. And it's difficult now, not having gone through free agency, to definitively say what the Panthers should do at 33. I would think right now, most fans would say, go out there and get a wide receiver. And I would agree with them that that is absolutely a position the Panthers need. The Panthers also need an edge rusher to go compliment Brian Burns or be an insurance policy if Brian Burns is not going to stay here in Carolina. It'd be nice to get another corner to pair with J.C. Horn if Dante Jackson's not going to stick around. He has a pretty high salary cap number, like something I want to discuss on a future show. And you know the injuries with both those guys. You can't really rely on them to be there all season long. C.J. Henderson's no longer here. That experiment did not work out. We'll see players like Troy Hill come back with – Jero Averro coming back as a DC here in Carolina. There are other ways the Panthers could address their needs at 33 outside of just getting a wide receiver. And I do think looking at the offensive line and getting a center would make a lot of sense. So why the draft, Julian? Well, have you looked at how some of these free agents have played the last couple of years for the Carolina Panthers? You want to build your team through the draft, fill the holes through free agency, and they've tried to fill the hole at center uh, through free agency, but that has not gone well the last couple of years. We'll look at some of the free agent centers that have come to Carolina since 
Ryan Kill left town and come to a conclusion if it is time for the Carolina Panthers to draft a center here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. And well, for me, I'm just kind of tired this week. It's already been a long week. Ready to get to the weekend, ready for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get those things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, get BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. One of the issues the Carolina Panthers have had the last couple of seasons, one of the reasons why Scott Fitter is no longer here in Carolina is that he's done a poor job of evaluating talent via free agency and also evaluating talent via the draft. The Panthers have missed out on a ton of players and even players that they took with their first or second pick in those drafts are not panned out to be big-time players for them, whether it's just been they get phased out because of scheme or they end up just not being a player to help out at all or it's because of injury. The Panthers have missed out on a ton of players. I think the best way to build a team, and most teams have done this that have success in the NFL, is to go out there and draft your team, then fill the holes through free agency. You don't want to have your entire roster built on free agents. You don't want to be spending all this money with the salary cap league. It's not possible to do that. This is not college where the transfer portals out there. You can go out there and pay guys all this money. There's a salary cap and the Carolina Panthers and everybody else have to adhere to the salary cap. I know people like to say around this next month coming up that the salary cap's not real. It is real. The Carolina Panthers now have someone at Brant Tillis who can help them maneuver that and hopefully make it seem like it's not real here in Carolina, but they spent the last couple of years bargaining hunting when it came to trying to find centers once Ryan Khalil left. The Carolina Panthers have not drafted a center, as I mentioned before, since 2007 when they took Ryan Khalil out of USC, 59th overall, and he was a five-time Pro Bowler for the Carolina Panthers. Two-time All-Pro. He was excellent. He was a player until the later stage of his career here in Carolina, was always out there on the field, had the neck injury, and once that happens to you, it's really hard to be consistent, to be out there on the field, and unfortunately, he was not. His final year, It was in 2018, and since then, the Carolina Panthers have gone to Matt Paradis, Pat Elfline, and Bradley Bozeman, and before Bozeman came, that was certainly a major weakness on the offensive line. Matt Paradis, according to Pro Football Focus, just looking at his overall grade compared to the rest of the centers in the league, he was 22nd out of 46 centers that played in 2019, according to Pro Football Focus. And 2020, he was 25th out of 56 centers that played that season. In 2021, Paradis, before going down with a torn ACL, was 24th out of 66. Pat Elfline, he then took over from guard to center and was 60th out of 66 centers that year. So they went from, oh, this guy's actually you know pretty middling to, oh my God, this is a complete disaster in Pat Elfline. Elfline took over as a starter starting off in 2022 because of the ankle injury Bozeman suffered during training camp. Elfline rated 29th out of 56 centers. In 2022, when Bozeman took over, he was 22nd out of 56, then last year, 21st out of 36. So Bozeman was a tick better than Paradis, and also he was more available than Paradis. Paradis in 2019 was coming off a broken leg, suffered in Denver, did not play that well that season. It felt like he played better in 2020. PFF 
does not agree that he played that well. At least he was still kind of right there middle of the road. Then he was fine in 21, much better than Elfline. And Elfline just was a better center, but not good enough to be a starting center for the Carolina Panthers long term. And, of course, went down with that injury. And I don't think he's played in the NFL since suffering that injury, I believe, in week five of the 2022 season. Looking at Ryan Khalil, his last year in Carolina – In 2018, he was ranked 19th out of 51 centers. And if you also want to look at that year, for reference, Pat Elfline, who was a center in Minnesota at the time, was dead last. 51st out of 51 centers that were qualified that played that season, according to Pro Football Focus. So you went from Khalil, and then a couple years later, you had Pat Elfline, who was awful when Ryan Khalil was an aging veteran in the NFL in his final season with the Carolina Panthers. Is it time to draft a center? I believe it is. I would like to keep Bradley Bozeman around. The Panthers don't have a ton of depth, and that's something that we're also going to discuss here as we continue to talk about how to fix the offensive line. Depth is a problem, and Bradley Bozeman's proven to you that he can be a solid player, and I would have rather been able to bring someone like a Bradley Bozeman to step in at guard the past this past season, opposed to having Chandler Zavala, who was terrible. The same thing with Cade Mays, Chandler, Calvin Throckmorton, and all the others that had to step in, Nash Jensen, I would have loved to have a Bradley Bozeman, who you've seen play well for you, step in there instead of those guys who really aren't starters at the NFL level. So I want Bradley Bozeman to stick around. I just think that, especially a position like center, it's so hard in free agency to go find those kind of players. And you're seeing in the NFL, like if you got a really good wide receiver, and it may it may change because of the wide receiver contracts that you're only going to and also the amount of talent that's coming in at a college field. Probably this is not the best example, but you're going to see that you only, okay, that's, let's, let's find another example. Tackle, left tackle. There are not that many left tackles in the NFL that you really truly believe are outstanding players. Rarely do you see a Pro Bowl level or all pro or just even a consistent left tackle get the free agency. We saw even with Taylor Moten at right tackle, never been a Pro Bowl or never been an all pro. He did not get the free agency. The Carolina Panthers are not going to let him go because he's a solid player. You do not see a lot of left tackles available out on the market that can come in and help your football team. Like quarterbacks, kind of the same way. It's not like you're going to see a quarterback ever hit free agency. They may hit the trade block, but typically if they're a dude, it they need to be like in their late 30s early 40s before you're going to see them out in the market. That's why the Lamar Jackson thing was crazy this past year. He's in his prime. No one was interested. Of course, Deshaun Watson was in his prime, and he's not played well since he got to Cleveland. Karma. Um, but that was a rare situation, and that you had to trade three first-round picks to get him. The Cleveland Browns did. So it's rare that you see players from those premium positions available in free agency. Defensive end, kind of the same case when it comes to edge rusher. Center? You don't see a lot of centers hit the market, and it's an important position because that is a guy who touches the football every single play, like the quarterback, communication with your quarterback, having that continuity there is so important. Calling out protections, the center position is something that I feel like a lot of times is overvalued, but it shouldn't be overvalued, at least from by, by fans. Now, I think NFL personnel and people who understand football all understand, not to say you guys don't because, of course, you do. Um, I, they all understand how important the center position is and how everything can break apart on your offensive line when you don't have a, a proper center. I do think the Carolina Panthers, who had one for over a decade, and Ryan Khalil need to go out there in the draft and go get another center. If you want to start Bozeman one more year, you can get out of the deal next offseason, fine. But I do think it's time to go out 
get a young center, develop that player, and hopefully have that player be here for the next 10 years or so as I accidentally hit uh, my computer for all the folks watching on YouTube. It was a couple years ago, I think during the 2022 draft, when the Panthers were sitting up there at, what was it, eighth overall when they took J.C. Horn. We were discussing potentially should the Carolina Panthers go out and draft Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa and eighth overall would have been too high. What has he done so far for the Ravens? He's been an outstanding player. And there's some questions about him, like with Garrett Bradbury from Charlotte, played NC State, who is more of an undersized guy. He's struggled at times up in Minnesota, where Linderbaum, same body type, but coming from Iowa, those guys, they don't get to the NFL and become bust. I'm sure there's one or two that have, but Linderbaum's gone up to Baltimore, and he has been an outstanding player for them. It would have been nice to be able to be in position to take a player like him. And it would be nice to have a player like Jackson Powers Johnson come to Carolina or maybe even Graham Barton who would have to learn a center position. It's something that they'd have to teach him. And if you want to have him come in here, be a backup guard or tackle, be really you're your just a swing player, six offensive lineman this his rookie year, and have him learn how to play center, then phase out Bradley Bozeman, I'm all for it. Now, do you want to use pick 33 on that? Or do you want to use pick 65? Because I had mentioned the Panthers, they have more needs than just wide receiver, potentially use at 33. And I was reading Mike K of the Charlotte Observer, his recent mailbag, and he was talking about regardless of what position the Panthers select in the second round, the prospect should impact the Panthers' passing game or the opponent's passing game. So that could be protection, like a center, pass-catching playmakers, of course, like a wide receiver, tight end, or coverage, last pass rusher. So that's finding someone to be the partner next to J.C. Horn or opposite of J.C. Horn for the years to come and to find somebody to potentially be an insurance policy or the partner alongside the offensive line of scrimmage, rather, on defense for Brian Burns. Center wouldn't rule it out at 33, probably more likely at 65, but it's hard to know without having gone through free agency. So how to fix that issue at center? I think it's time to draft one, develop one, and then hope that guy will be here for the next 10-plus years in Carolina. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe and follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the offseason, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me, to get those questions into me today. In the meantime... Be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Thursday.